0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertidis. A game up for grabs heading into the third period and a Flyers win in regulation.
1: Cam Atkinson's got a man with him, took the shot himself, he scores! Cam Atkinson with his second goal in a Flyers uniform. Here's Ryan Ellis, he's cocked, doesn't shoot. Now he will, takes that, blocked down in front, of the loose, put they score! And it's Joel Faraby, goal number three of the year. And rings that like goal up to it, took the shot, good rebound, what, score! What a play by Yandel to make it happen. A design play off the end wall. Trying to get it in front, they score! Atkinson's got his second of the night. Kim Atkinson goes crashing into the end wall, but not before he bats the puck in to make it 4-3. Center right the loose puck is Leaves it for Connect. He stepped in with a shot, he scores! Travis Konechny, upstairs, his third goal in three games, and the Flyers now lead
0: 5-3. And here it is, your Thursday, October 21st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers defeat the Bruins by a final score of 6-3, and they take the two points in the standings. Still have yet to lose through three games in regulation. Lost the first one in the shootout. Second one, a 6-1 win over the Seattle Kraken. And this one, a 6-3 win over the Boston Bruins. And once again, the Flyers spread the scoring around. A lot of the same guys getting goals, though. A lot of guys off to great starts. We'll talk to one of those guys, Travis me coming up in just a couple of moments. Because like Joel Farabee, he's got a goal in each of the first three games. Cam Atkinson opened the scoring for the Flyers 8 8 into the first period. It was his second of the season, and then the Boston Bruins got the game tied on Carson Kuhlman goal, and then the Flyers with just nine seconds left in the first period on the power play. It was Joel Farabee picking up his third of the season, goal assisted by Broussard and Ellis. So the Flyers would go into the dressing room with the 2-1 lead after scoring that power play goal. And they would pick it right up in the second period, a minute 58 into the second period. Scott Lawton gives the Flyers a two-goal lead, his first of the season, assisted by Keith Yandel, who's got four assists on the season so far, and James Van Riemsdyk. At that point, it's 3-1 Flyers. But then Taylor Hall is able to slip behind the Flyers defense defense Rasmus Verstelaine gets caught on a change and Justin Braun unable to catch up with Taylor Hall and he knows what to do in that spot he goes high glove bar down over Martin Jones puts it in and gives the Bruins their second goal of the game now 3-2 then uh, a bit later in the period with just a minute remaining 19 minute mark it's Brad Marchand who gets the game tied at three And that's how we would head to the third period. So you give up a goal with a minute left in the period. And how you're going to respond in this situation in a tie game against a very good hockey team in the Boston Bruins at home when they tied the game with just a minute left in the period, how you're going to respond in the third could be a huge part of the identity that you're forging as a team. Could you come out in the third and not perform well and lose that game? Yeah. And that could be part of a negative identity. Or you could come out in the third and eke one out, and that would be a little notch toward an identity. But when you come out in the third and fifty-eight seconds in, get the go-ahead goal from Cam Atkinson, his third of the season, and then at eleven seventeen, Travis Konechny, pick up his third goal of the season and third goal in three games to make it a five three lead, and then at nineteen oh one to the third, get an empty net goal from Sean Couturier and come away with a six three win, that's a big notch and a big marker. Toward the identity of your team. Again, hockey, team sports are full of ebbs and flows. Shifts in momentum. The name of the game is to get momentum. Keep it as long as you can. When you lose it, get it back as quick as you can. And when you have momentum, capitalize on it. And And when you don't have momentum, mitigate the damage done from the opposition. Flyers did all of that tonight. All of that. They got outshot in this hockey game. You go 6 3 win. They must have outshot him significantly. No, they got outshot in the game 40 to 25. And this was a game where they got Martin Jones in, which was a very debated signing for the Flyers to be the backup goaltender to Carter Hart this offseason. It was a big time move that was debated. And I called it a head scratcher myself at the time. He comes in. Starts working with the goalie coach that he's got a lot of familiarity with in Kim Dillaball, who he worked with at the uh, Los Angeles Kings early in his career. A bit of a reclamation project gets him back into doing some of the elements that made him successful uh, in his really good years with the San Jose Sharks. And he comes into this game after not playing for 12 days and gave the the Flyers a very quality performance. 37 saves on 40 shots. And in the beginning of the game, Boston really threw a lot at him. 10 shots in the first period, 18 shots in the second period, all said and done, 40 shots on goal for the Boston Bruins, and Martin Jones played very well in this game. Now, part of the part of the rub, why people didn't want to see Martin Jones in this game was because it's just game three. You know, it's game three. Can't Carter Hart play three straight games? Of course he can. But you have to consider the math, and you have to consider how you're going to deploy your two goalies, in what is a marathon and not a sprint. If you were to wait and not play Martin Jones in this game, then okay, you could play him Saturday against the Florida Panthers in the last game of the four-game set. But in my estimation, the better team, the better opponent, is the Florida Panthers over the Boston Bruins. Some may be going, huh? No, Florida's a legit team, tons of talent. They're, they're a team that's favored to do much better than Boston this year. A young, up-and-coming team with guys like Barkov, with guys like Sam Reinhart, who they acquired in the offseason, and other players. That's a really good team. So, it's already been 12 days, so if they would have waited until Saturday, that's another thing. Now you're talking about 15 days, two-plus weeks since the last time he played. Remember, he played the last preseason game, but then they had a week off before the regular season started. So you're at 15 days, or maybe you're one of those people that says, well, Hart should play all four on the homestand and get him in on the road against an opponent. Okay, so Hart plays all four on the road stand, on the homestand, and then the first game on the on the road trip they play him against the Edmonton Oilers on what would be 18 days rest in between games. You're going to be rusty, and you're going to play him against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl two of the most potent offensive players in the game. That's not a good recipe. (laughs) a matter of fact, that's goaltender malpractice. And as a card-carrying member of the goalie union, we would have to file a grievance. (laughs) Or you could play him the next day in Vancouver, a back-to-back situation. But Elaine Vigneault knows you have to play your backup goaltender. You can't go long stretches between that goalie playing in game action. Because while you can try and simulate game action and practice all you want, you can't. It takes a game for it to to have the feeling of a game and the intensity of a game. And Martin Jones performed very well. Part of this process, too, is the Flyers seeing what they have in Martin Jones, putting him in this situation and seeing how he fares so they know how to move forward. Do they have to shelter Martin for a period of time? Can they throw him in against a good opponent? Do we have to change our strategy and we can only throw him in against the really weak teams? They threw him in there against a team that is a good team, not the best in the league, but a good team in Boston, and he played really well. That probably puts them in the, in the range of saying we're not afraid to play him for him to play against any opponent. When we deem it's right for him to play, he'll play. Carter's our starter but we're not going to run him into the ground. And when Jonesy's ready to play and there's an opportunity for him to play, he's going to play, whoever the opponent may be. So it was the right move. It worked out. Martin Jones gets his first win as a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll hear from him. I had a chance to talk with him right off the ice coming up in just a couple of minutes. But let's get to my conversation with Travis Konechny. Now, TK, just a little background here before we start is a guy, and I think I've mentioned this before, that came to the NHL as a young player without a wall. Now, a lot of times when we talk to young players especially, you get one-word answers or you get, you know, just hockey speak, and you don't get a very good conversation. You get a question and you get an answer. TK was always a guy that was very relaxed, was never intimidated by being asked questions by an interviewer, a media member, a television reporter, or a newspaper reporter. He's just a very laid-back guy, and there's kind of, you know, a vibe that he had where he's just kind of chill and doesn't get caught up in all that. So he's always been had that kind of approach when dealing with the media, and and I've obviously talked to Travis hundreds of times over the tenure of his career. And so tonight we had a, a very interesting conversation, obviously, about the elements of this game, and I loved the self-accountability that he shows, uh, but also about where he is right now as a person, and a person with a young child. So here's my conversation with Flyers winger Travis Konechny. Joining us on Flyers Daily, fresh off a win over the Boston Bruins, and another goal, another game is Travis Konechny. Uh, You get
2: three games, three goals, got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always nice when you get them, but... um... Oh, that, that was uh, – I think our line tonight, we know we could have been better. Um, I mean, again, you try to capitalize on your opportunities, and, and we did that. And uh, But, I mean, we definitely could clean a few things up. That's a good line over there, and, and um, you know, we got—we got to make sure we play them a little bit better next time.
0: Talk about the goal because when I watched the goal, I loved the way
2: that you read the screen because it makes it so difficult on a goalie. Talk about what you saw. Um. Well, you always got to be thinking and uh if i just release that 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 d is going to be right in my way so i kind of had to to fake them and and uh you know just move to the right a little bit and shoot um again like these d are so good that if, if you just shoot they're right there they're in the, the position so most times i'm missing have it just happened to go and it was it was uh just a good play by coots to drop it and kind of drive through and create the space for me um confidence though that's a big thing you see, sometimes i miss that but when things are going well
0: and you're scoring you have a confidence to make those shots and with a different bit of a mindset you got to feel confident right now and you got to love the way you're starting the year
2: yeah i mean it feels good especially uh you know I, I at the end of last year um you know in the playoffs before that in the bubble i wasn't really playing the way i was supposed to play and um, like you said, the confidence kind of veers off, and and you know that's when you stop making plays, you stop shooting the puck, and I just kind of had a mindset of playing hard, get G and Coots the puck, and and try to get to the right areas and just shoot. Um, you know, I, I it's kind of what I do. I just shoot pucks. I shouldn't be trying to do much more than that. I got to, two of the best playmakers on my line, so I just try to stay uh, stay in the right spots and and stay open for place for them
0: talk about the 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 release of a pressure valve with not having to be the only line that scores you're on the top line and you're you're holding your line accountable And you said we can be better and i love that but to get the scoring that you're getting from farabee from atkinson from across the lineup that's got to be something that also takes a pressure off you guys not only you individually but the line
2: yeah i mean uh honestly i don't even know uh yeah i wouldn't even say top line like we we have you know such a a good uh depth for lines and we all play hard and um you know there's going to be plays that need to be made sometimes and and that's when you know guys have a little bit of leeway to make those plays but uh you know everyone's just kind of st- trying to stick to the same game plan and and man that brass line is just on fire and and they've been leading the charge for us the last three games so um you know you kind of follow guys like that and, You know, they're showing their leadership, those guys, and they're playing the right way and and they're getting rewarded. So it's good to, you know, it keeps everyone else on the bench on the same page playing hard. Last thing for you, you've always been a guy that's
0: comfortable talking to the media and stuff like that. You've never, you always feel like it's just a conversation. And you came into the league that way. But you've been growing up as you've been here.
2: First of all, how's parenthood? It's it's, the best thing in the world. Um, You know, everyone says you don't really know you won't understand until you have your own and Mm -hmm. and the moment you meet your baby whether it's your son or your daughter it's like you never thought you could love something you've never met in your entire life and um you know it's uh it's been amazing and and kudos to all the moms out there man it's it's uh it's a lot of work and a lot of sleepless nights for them but they they uh get it done and you know we just fill in the the blank spots when we can
0: You know, it's funny, when I had my first son, I I looked at his ear and I said, I made that ear. It's (laughs) like perfect.
2: I can barely, like, write my name (laughs) legibly, but that ear is perfect. That was yours, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm still waiting for some of those things. He's uh, two months, so it's hard to tell. Changing every day, but, um, you know, he's he's our pride and joy, so it's awesome.
0: But to to the point of the question, like, you feel like you're in a really – you look like you're in a really good place in your life right now as well. (laughs) And the COVID restrictions, you know, kind of lighting up lends to that.
2: Yeah, I mean – you know, for for the last couple of years, it's been tough for everybody, and um, yeah, everyone tries to find something to to turn themselves around and get back to a happy place. And uh, for Carly and I, it's been our son Rhett, and you know, seeing my parents be grandparents for the first time, and and her parents get to enjoy them, like, It's it's uh, it's pretty special to to be uh, a parent. So I'm trying to soak it in.
0: Well, it looks good on you. Thanks for doing this. Uh, keep it going on Saturday against the Panthers, and we'll talk soon. Thank you very much. I'm always fascinated by how people have handled this situation with COVID at different age ranges, at different economic situations, all of those things, how, how they've handled it, how they're doing and how they feel like they're going to be doing. And it just felt like seeing him that he's in a, a very peaceful place as a person and a hockey player And I think when you don't have to worry about some of those other elements in life and they're settled and you don't have the stresses of dating or, you know, hectic lifestyle, having a baby's hectic. But it's hectic for all the right reasons. When it's hectic and distracting for all the wrong reasons, it's hard to play. But it seems right now that his life's in a good spot and his hockey's in a good spot. And it was just something curious I wanted to ask him, and I really enjoyed the conversation and I really enjoyed the answer uh, that he provided the audience. So uh, thanks to Travis for joining us and and having that conversation, because I think they're important. I think it's a better way for us all to get to know the players that we root for. And Travis is a guy that I like to root for, and I think a lot of you do as well. Also, after the game, a walk-off interview tonight on the radio side, decided the subject of my conversation as we were breaking it down, I was going, okay, who who are the options? We can go Faraby. I just talked to him the other day. I couldn't go Derek Broussard. Just talked to him on yesterday's episode. We could go Sean Couturier. Now that was an empty netter. I'm not going to get him on an empty netter. You know, we had options. And I said, you know what? Let's talk to Martin Jones. You all know I like to talk to goaltenders. So let's talk to Martin Jones and get his impressions on his first win as a Philadelphia Flyer. Here's that conversation as Martin left the ice. Martin, uh, you got your first win as a Flyer in your first game. It's, I imagine it feels pretty darn good. feels very good. Uh, I thought we played a great game. That's a really good hockey team. And, um, and I thought we defended really well all night. I um, was able to see a lot of pucks and a lot of shots from the outside. Uh, i 've never met you face to face, but you do have a you don 't know how always have that smile like that you look like you you 're really happy with the performance and they did they outshot you guys and it really kind of attacked you like around the, the post and really in tight. Was that something you expected coming in yeah absolutely that that 's a team that goes hard to the net they play with a lot of pace and uh you know they they play hard and they play fast so um, again, I thought we did a good job uh sort of managing that and uh defending really well. Uh, you're a guy that's played a lot of games over the last five years, the most in the NHL. It's been 12 days since that last preseason game. Does it take you a little while to get assimilated into the action? Because you can you can try and do that in practice, but it's not the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good, honestly, to start the game. Um, you know, I was fortunate to get in an extra game in preseason, and uh, I was ready to go. Honestly, I felt really good, and um, and the boys played great in front of me. Uh, talk about the confidence of the group going forward uh, to start out the season this way and to do it against Boston tonight, a really good team in the Atlantic division. Uh, it's got to mean something to all you guys. Yeah, anytime
2: you, you can
0: beat top teams, uh, especially in your division, that's um, you know something you build off of and, and uh, get some momentum moving forward here. Martin, congrats on your first win as a Flyer. Thanks for doing this, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, great, thanks. Thanks to Martin Jones for joining us, and you could see the smile on his face. It was very, very present. He's very happy with the performance of that game. And probably not just happy because of his performance, but because of the performance around him. As I mentioned, the Flyers got outshot 40-26. to He didn't look like a man that faced 40 shots. Because a lot of those shots were kept to the outside. I think the smile on his face was, yeah, I'm playing on a new team. It's a first win. That's awesome. But what I'm most smiling on my face about is the fact that I have a defense in front of me, team defense in front of me, that's got some structure. And if I have that, I can I can do good things. I can give you quality starts. I can get you wins. That's what I think. I thought he was good in the game. Great to see. I thought the game was tremendously fascinating. I was thinking about it all day. How's this going to play out? I didn't have it playing out that way. I thought it would be tighter. The Flyers came out in the third period. They dictated the terms. They were the ones that grabbed the game by the neck. And they're the ones that get the two points. Good on them for doing it. All right, everybody. That's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily. Another brand new one coming up tomorrow. And then we'll have uh, another one Saturday to get you ready for Flyers Panthers. So we'll have some fun over the next couple of days talking Flyers hockey. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave us a rating and review. We always appreciate that and that helps other Flyer fans find this podcast. So in the meantime, have a great Thursday, and we will talk to you on Friday's edition of Flyers Daily.